Talks, Tuesday night. It's 6 p.m. This is the Excess Manchester Football Socials Forever Blue. Let's just emphasise how impressive this campaign has been for them. 33 games they've done this. No team's ever done that in the history of the Premier League. Manchester City, your current title winners. They won the title because they were the best team. Only way I know and training more and play better is the only way I know to keep that level. Yeah! So let's celebrate together! Champion is champion is away, away, away. Champion, yeah. Hey, it's Forever Blue, it's XS Manchester, it's 106.1 FM. I'm Ian Cheeseman. I've hardly slept during the, the last uh, two or three days. I suspect that uh, Paul Dickoff, the city hero from 99, without whom we would not be where we are today, has similarly not slept because you've been all over the world. And, and of course, Mr. Popular at the moment, aren't you? And every newsletter out in the world. Yeah, I think the players obviously had a good night on Sunday night because the club asked me to do a lot of the press on Monday for them. So, um, absolutely fantastic. Some people are saying that they would rather have won it at Swansea on, on Sunday, but it doesn't matter. Three Premier League wins in seven seasons, fantastic. And, you know, we keep saying it, the future's blue. 12 hours of, of just saying how great City are. Tough job, really, isn't it? It is, it's great. And but, you know, people have forgot about the performance against Tottenham on, on Saturday evening, where um, after three defeats and a bad week, um, I think a lot of City fans were going to Wembley, watching the game, expecting them to get beat. And theoretically, that's that's the game that won the title. And they were fantastic again. And to go through the whole season with only two Premier League defeats is um, some achievement. And I must admit, I had a, a big, um, there was a big cheer in the Dickoff household on, on Sunday afternoon when West Brom won. And, um, a little dry smile as well at the same time. I must admit, I was smiling from ear to ear and haven't been able to stop for a couple of days. Um, I also uh, was at the Tottenham game, of course, and as the City fans came out of the City end, they were all thinking, we're going to be champions and all the rest of it, which they've not done much this season. I think Stoke was the first time they really sang it. They sang it with absolute feeling and passion, and I'm glad that those two or 3,000 who regularly go away, and I've been doing for a long time because I recognise a lot of the faces in there, were actually at that game where they played played so well against Tottenham, put on another performance, showed great character, because having lost to Liverpool twice and United, it, it, even I, and, and I'm, I tried to be optimistic, and you're saying it yourself, Paul, suspected that they may not be able to suddenly bounce back, but boy, did they bounce back, didn't they? They didn't. Look, I say it time and time again, um, when people go on about City um, win the Premier League, the, the Aguero goal, the, the first one... Um, Delighted for everybody at the club, but more so from the fans. Like, I was there when we weren't very good, we all know that, and that's putting it politely. Um, and we were getting 33,000 at Main Road every single week. Um, every away game we went to, they didn't just take over the, the stadium or the ground, they took over the city and the town. Um, so I'm so happy for the fans, um, because without a doubt they're the best fans in the world. Absolutely, not going to have any argument from me for that. Now, listen, we've got a star-studded lineup tonight. It's like a little mini party on the air, um, and naturally, Paul's—well, the two Pauls have been regularly in the studio with me throughout the season. Paul Lake, who can't be here tonight because it would have been great to get both Pauls in the studio, but we have got Paul Dickoff. Paul Lake is just about on a train leaving Euston as we speak, so I took the opportunity to speak to him a few moments ago because I thought we can't not have him on the show tonight. To ask him how he was feeling. 
and he didn't say a lot. <laughs> well, mate, it's been absolutely incredible. This season has been breathtaking. It's been scintillating. Not just the style of football, but the fact that there's been so many people now that have been dismissive of our style of play. You know, it's been a case of, you know, breaking down barriers. You know, the whole of the Premier League and football worldwide has recognised the talent within this Manchester City side and also the style of play which has entertained week in and week out. And it's given City fans you know, across the globe, especially Manchester, so much of a thrill to realise that that's our team and that's just how well, you know, this, this team has, has been developed and coached by such a brilliant and gifted and mercurial manager that we have in Pep Guardiola. Absolutely. Well, I've seen a lot of people praising him this week, but a year ago, City, not City fans, but certainly people from outside were doubting that his style of football would work in the Premier League. They were saying he had to be physical, he'd have to compromise, he'd have to concentrate on more defending. They rubbished his uh, this quote, which was a misquote anyway, that he doesn't teach tackling. He's got the last laugh, hasn't he? And he's shown that his system does work. Well, again, you know, people have dismissed uh, Pep Guardiola, especially in recent times within the, the Champions League games. And I'm still a firm believer that, in spite of who, how teams set up, if, if Man City take their chances, they win the football match. Because with Pep Guardiola's style of play, the, 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 the chances created, it, it, it's incessant. At the same time, you know, the fact that, that people have, have, have tried to be negative and tried to be critical you know, and pick holes out of what has been such a, you know, a seamless um, process of, 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 of proper football. Footballers, and we all watched it as kids. You know, we always said, you know, this is the kind of football where it's attractive, it's exciting, you know, it's thought-provoking, it's imaginative. It's all those things, Cheesy. But at the same time, it's got to a new level. So much so that I've never, ever seen football that can be compared to, you know, watching football, you know, um, on the Xbox or on the, you know, on the, on these, on these games because it, it is. Pep Guardiola said that to beat Liverpool, they had to play perfect football, which they weren't able to do. But I can promise you, so many games this season, what we've seen at the Etihad and across the Premier League has been perfect football. Just tell me where you were at the moment when West Brom, well, that game finished when West Brom had beaten United. Were you at home? Were you with family? How did you celebrate? We were, we were sat at home. Joanne and I were just sat at home, you know. And again, like most fans, you know, because Man United in that second half, that 25-minute spell, 20-minute spell, were, were excellent. You know, and they, and they scored three goals against City and played some wonderful football during that period of time. And, and they found it difficult to deal with it. So you go from that game to the West Brom game thinking, well, this is a done deal. It's a game. I'm not even going to watch this, really. I had it on in the background. And all of a sudden, there were great chances not taking them. And as the time was elapsing, the game was developing, you're thinking, something could happen here. And lo and behold, it did. So obviously, Joe and I had a little celebration. Uh, but it kind of, it's not changed things. People say, oh, it's ruined it because we're not you know, at home celebrating it on the pitch. I don't believe that's the case. You know, because we have played such fantastic football. Every game has been a celebration. And never in the, in the hearts and minds of Man City fans have we ever known 100% that we are going to win the league before Christmas, knowing, knowing that we're going to win the league. 
That's something which is unprecedented in our hearts and minds. And this manager and this team have given us just that. Absolutely. Well, I had to speak to you tonight, Lakey. We'll get you in the studio again very soon. But great. Thanks for being part of our celebration tonight of City's title triumph. It's my pleasure, mate. There you go, Lakey. As passionate, as enthusiastic as ever. Uh, now, y- y- you were going to have a go at him, I think, weren't you? I wasn't. His... I would never have a go at Lakey. <laughs> Top man legend. I just thought he was maybe in London get, trying to get a casting part in some acting role after his little bit on Twitter the other night. <laughs> you know, the one with the teddy bear. The one with the teddy bear. Which was sort of a, it yeah. was a response to it, at half-time in the derby match. It, it was, was absolute, really pumped It was up. absolute genius. <laughs> half-time at the derby match and on... Um, and on Twitter, the other, the, and then he did Sunday his response, which if Absolutely. you've not seen it, you should have a look at his Twitter, where he, he's got he does this really straight. Yes, I'm very pleased that City have won the league with the teddy bear, dead Brilliant. calm and control. Absolute genius. Where were you? What were you doing on Sunday? Uh, Sunday, I had um, it was my wife's birthday. Um, we were in London on Saturday night, um, pushing it a little bit to try and get to the Tottenham game. So we were there with some friends, and actually. I don't want to sound clever. On the way back up in the train, all of my friends are big blues, obviously. Um, and we're talking about the West Brom game, and I actually fancied West Brom to go and win. Um, just the fact that United winning the derby, um, Old Trafford has been fairly quiet recently. So you know it's after the Lord Mayor's show sometimes. And in West Brom, look if you look at um, results, nine times out of ten. Um, a team that loses a manager goes and puts up a performance in the next game and also the Darren Moore factor. I know Darren very well, the players there absolutely loved him and I just had a funny feeling that was going to happen. Um, and I was watching it with my boys um, and we celebrated as if City had just scored a goal when the final whistle went and started having a couple of glasses of red wine ready to celebrate and then obviously found out I had to do a bit of media work yesterday so very quickly stopped and I'm sure we'll all celebrate on Sunday at the Etihad. The head was, was throbbing then, was it, the head? It was, only because I wanted another drink and I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I suspect, although this hasn't been confirmed, that against Swansea, uh, the tradition is usually that the opponents give you a guard of honour. So that's one thing. And then, as I understand it, again, not being confirmed, Huddersfield at home will be the day when the trophy is presented. There is another home game, actually, after that, against Brighton yeah. in the midweek, but the Huddersfield one, I think, is going to be the one. Those are going to be great scenes, aren't they? Both Swansea and and Huddersfield. But as a player, you, you know, you're talking. You talked to me before off air about United perhaps not having the same motivation against West Brom because of the high of the derby and everything like that. And they haven't got a, an awful lot to play for in the league. Is there a fear now that City are not going to be quite as at it against Swansea and Huddersfield, or does Pep not allow that? No fear whatsoever. Not just Pep. I think the players. As well, you know, they've still got some records that they could break all sorts of records this year, and that's the thing that will keep them going to the end of the season. Um, they can have record points, total record goals, win the league by the record difference. Um, and the, the, these players are so focused, um, and the coaching staff, and that's all down to the manager. You know, all through the season, when you see, the, and I've said this to you on the show before, and said this to you, Ian, one of the big things that impresses me is, is not how they play, um, not how they are without the ball. It's when you see their interviews after the game. They are so focused on not looking too far ahead. It's the next game. It's the next game all the time. Even when before Christmas, when people were saying they won the league, they're like, no, we're not thinking about that. 
it's a game on Wednesday, it's a game on Saturday, and, and they will have the same thing for the last five games of the season, and, and they will want to create records and go down in history, and they will do as one of the best Premier League teams ever, if I mean, not the best. I mean, well, I couldn't agree with you more. Having said that, Vinny's already talking about defending the, the title next season, which is good to hear, isn't it? I mean, I remember interviewing him after the 2012 win, and he was saying it then. And obviously he meant it then, and it didn't turn out that way. City couldn't defend it in 2013. And in 2014, when they won it the second time, or in the modern era, I know it's been won before that, but it, 2015 didn't work out either. This season, um, it's been so emphatic and that they're all young players, that it feels to me a lot more possible to do it. But mentally, is that going to be difficult to, to defend it and I, so, I so think, soon? I think the fact that there's so many young players in there um, will give them an even better chance of doing it. Because they've had the experience um, of winning the league, they've had the experience of the last week, the last 10 days, which is, all right, everybody was disappointed after the two Liverpool games and the Derby game. But the experience you can take from that to then go and win at Tottenham is is invaluable and to take that into the next season and look it's been a decade since any team has, has defended the Premier League so it shows you how hard it is to do but this group of players the coaching staff everybody at the club at the minute there's a, such a determination to be the best all the time um, and without looking too far ahead they just want to keep going and going and going and I've, I, honestly and this isn't me my blue tinted glasses on or anything else I expect City to dominate for the next five years you look at the age of the team, Ederson 24, Laporte 23, John Stones 23, Mendy 23, um, Bernardo Silva, um, Gabriel Jesus 21, uh, Leroy Sané 22. It's, it's phenomenal. Kevin De Bruyne is only 26. You, you look how good and how easy they've won the league this year. Um, going into next year, it's going to be so difficult for everybody else because there's such a level above at the minute. Well, here we are on a Manchester radio station, XS Manchester, 106.1 FM. I'm a Mancunian, was born in this city. I know you weren't born here, but you're as blue as they come. Absolutely. And at the moment, you, you, you've never been more committed and never more been involved. I know you've been travelling around the world, um, beating the drum for City. And I know that Mancunians are very proud of the fact that this is a Manchester club, but it also, I think, there is a growing feeling among supporters of wanting to embrace the new fans, and I know we've talked about this before, but you continue to get these fantastic experiences. I know you were in Vietnam not long ago. Um, just tell us what it's like. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures that you've shown me. Paint those pictures for me for those who are listening. It, it never ceases to amaze me. You know, um, I think the first time was um, when I went to Singapore, then Thailand, and then China. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I was flying out there thinking... Um, how many fans are going to be there because obviously other clubs have got a huge tradition um, in Asia um, are they even going to know who I am <laughs> sort of thing which is if you're going to do interviews and go up on stage and speak to these people although they can't always understand me as you can probably imagine I have trouble sometimes <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um, but when you get there it just blows you away it's the enthusiasm their knowledge and, and the passion for the club as well um, Look, the, the City fans in Manchester are the best um, I've experienced it on, on both sides as a player and as a supporter without success and with success they are the most passionate fans I've ever come across and, and the best fans um, now going abroad whether it's Vietnam, whether it's China whether it's New York where I was a few weeks ago um, Shenzhen and China um, they're just the same they're just, if anything the, their knowledge is extraordinary because they physically can't get themselves to the Etihad every week, they live and breathe 24-7 uh, Manchester City football and it's getting bigger and bigger all the time. 
the more success we're getting, it's getting bigger. And, and the football we're playing is just phenomenal. And even Manchester City fans, when we're going to all these places globally, are congratulating Manchester City on the football that they're playing because it's it's just extraordinary. I can imagine your next job now is going to be going around with the Premier League trophy, isn't it? Which is nearly as big as you, isn't yeah, it? It's bigger than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm sure the club will have will have a few things planned on that one, but um, let's get it to the Etihad first. Absolutely right. We're going to talk to uh, the whole cast of thousands. Well, not quite thousands. That would be misleading you, but. A few more ex-City players are coming up in the uh, the next 40 minutes or so, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 7625 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. This is a celebratory champions, uh, in fact, a field champion today. Excess Manchester, Forever Blue, 106.1 FM. Thanks very much for joining us. Spread the word, tell everybody that we're on air at the moment. If you're just joining us, you've just stumbled across us, maybe you've never even listened before, then I can assure you there will be a podcast of this programme, uh, which I will tweet out a little later on and will also be tweeted out by Excess Manchester, I'm sure. And there is a, a, uh, an app that you can download which is completely free off your smartphone or your tablet or whatever. And uh, if you download that, you can listen live anywhere in the world. I've tried it myself. Um, you can also uh, download the podcast that way, and you can listen to all the rest of the fabulous output. Uh, Clint Boone, for example, who's on in the afternoons, but there's a lot more to it than that, and it's, uh, it's all Manchester music and rock and all those. You'll love it, you'll love it. Make sure you have a, a listen. And tomorrow night, by the way, I'm on with Joe, and, and uh, tomorrow it's Alex Boardman, who's a United fan, and last week he was giving me a lot of stick, saying it was the best programme I'd ever done. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's, which may well be the best programme I've ever done on a Wednesday. Can I come back? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Alex, see you tomorrow. Anyway, uh, let's, let's now move on to more um, City people. Now, it's mainly players, uh, but tonight we have... A fan representative on, and the fan representative, which is Kevin Parker, who's the general secretary of the Manchester City Official Supporters Club, who swans about with uh, Paul Dickoff from time to time on these uh, these uh, jollies as well. So um, we're all in good company. Evening, Kevin. Evening, Ian. Hi, Paul. Hi, Kevin. Sorry, I forgot. I was talking about Vietnam and Shenzhen and New York. I forgot to men Co- <laughs> mention Cookston and Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why I only got that one. No, that was good too, though, wasn't it? They were fantastic people. Oh, I was fantastic. It was a great night, and little did we know how good the season was going to be. Although I think we imagined it, to be fair. I think we were very confident, even at that point, that we were going to have a great season. Tell us where you were uh, yesterday, uh, well, sorry, Sunday, the day's all blend into one at the moment, on Sunday when, when the title finally was secured mathematically. Were, were you expecting that? What were you doing? I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. I was at home. I mean, I'd travelled back from Spurs on the uh, on the Saturday night, um, stayed at a friend's in Chester, and then travelled home on the Sunday. It a bit, you know, it's a, it's a long drive home that late in the evening. So I was just planning to chill out in the afternoon, and I wasn't watching the United game. I'd actually said to my friend Ina, driving back from Spurs, I said, I don't really want United to... To win tomorrow. Not that I ever thought that was going to happen because I'd rather, you know, we, we had the opportunity to win the title at home against Swansea. And I wasn't watching it, but then my sons sent me a couple of messages to, about the game. And uh, obviously, I'd realised at that point that um, United had scored. So I decided to watch the last <laughs> 10 minutes or so of the game. And actually, even though I hadn't 
wanted United to lose against West Brom because I'd rather would have won it at home. It was actually quite nice in the end to watch that, to see the look on the, well, the few faces that were left inside the stadium at Old Trafford, to see the look on their faces. Not only, of course, had they lost at home to West Brom, but that uh, that allowed us to claim the title. They they didn't um, they didn't look very happy at all. And it's since then it's been a great few days. So actually, not wanting to have won the title that way, it's been quite nice. Actually, it's been really nice enjoying it and listening to all the plaudits and uh, getting ready for what hopefully will be a fantastic day on uh, on Sunday. I've got to tell you my story, I suppose, really, because I was at the Spurs game on Saturday night and then straight after that I made my way to Stansted Airport, slept on the airport floor all night and then got the early flight to Germany to watch the other team that I follow, Schalke, uh, in their big derby. I believe Ilkay Gundogan and Leroy Sane also went over and were in the crowd that day. Of course, Sane played for Schalke and Gundogan played for Dortmund. I so... bet you they didn't sleep in the airport floor. <laughs> no, but they didn't. No. <laughs> uh, and, and Schalke won 2-0, so to, to give me an absolute high of the, of the two wins over the weekend. And then I'm ringing my wife back home and I'm saying, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a great day. And she suddenly says to me, United are losing 1-0, there's five minutes to go. So I'm on the phone to her for five minutes until the final whistle goes, and then I'm jumping up and down in the middle of all these Schalke fans and all sort of looking at me thinking, we've won the game an hour and a half ago, why does he suddenly start cheering, wondering what's going on? And you know what makes it all symmetrical? The first game that I ever attended, the first City game I ever attended, was City against Schalke in the Cup Winners' Cup in 1970. City won 5-1, it was a star-studded team, Doyle scored... Uh, um, Neil Young, Francis Lee, Colin Bell, right? That that was the side. Brilliant, brilliant side. Won five one. I thought it's going to be like this every week from now on. I mean, it didn't quite work out that way. You know, there was some ups and downs along the way. And then, of course, City with this brilliant team, which I think now has actually surpassed that great team. If I'm being honest, uh, this absolute dream team that we're watching at the moment. And the day of that first game, 1970, was the 15th of April. And you know what the date was on Sunday, the 15th of April, and I was at sh- just having watched the Schalke game and City won the league, and he thought, it's a bit spooky how these things happen, isn't it? You're getting me all sentimental here, <laughs> talking about it. Uh, Kevin, I never thought I would see the day where Man City fans are wanting Man United to win so we can win the league the following week. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> to win, I just didn't want them to lose, you know, because I thought even even a draw there would have still given us the opportunity to have... Uh, but listen, I'm not... Dis- having thought that was the case, I've actually been really, really happy since then, you know. The, the, the look at the misery of their faces, as quite a few people have said, United stopped us winning the title at the Etihad in front of 3,000 fans and instead they decided to go to Old Trafford and and let 70,000 United fans see us win the title instead which was very generous of them I actually thought you know but it's yeah it's been a great few days and uh, it's a bit strange isn't it you know I mean uh, the, the last two occasions we've won the title, we've won it on the last day, and even though it was slightly bought before my time, when they won the title in 1968, of course, they won that on the last day at Newcastle. So it's it's all a bit surreal, it's all a bit odd, you know, still thinking that there's five games to go, but five games where we've got the opportunity, of course, to create some real history and, and, and set some more records. It's It's been absolutely fantastic, and, uh, and, and as... 
better than I think any of us. We were all looking forward to Pep, of course we were. And, and those real City fans gave Pep time and knew last season that this season was going to be the season. But it's been a joy and, and um, I can't wait. I know it sounds crazy. I can't wait for next season already, to be honest with you. Kevin, how, how good was it and refreshing to see the players celebrating with the fans on Sunday night? Well, that was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? You know, the, uh, we, I saw Vinny on. Yeah, absolutely. I saw Vinny on, and you expected it from Vinny to a certain extent, to be honest with you, because he is. Even when you heard him talking in the pub, you know, he sounds a real mank these days, doesn't he? But it was fantastic to see some of the other players turn up, well, like Cal Walker and John Stones. They don't do it anymore, do they, Paul? Listen, we when we went to Cookstown at, at the start of the season, they were all saying it's fantastic. This, but we're never going to see this again. We won't be getting. Be getting players of this era coming out to and actually they proved it wrong listen I think the fact that they were homegrown players and, and, and local lads to a certain extent Sheffield and Barnsley I think that made a slight difference but it um, but I, feel, I believe ben, uh, Bernardo Silva was in there as well wasn't he somewhere he's hiding um, uh, within the crowd so it, a touch of class by them you're absolutely right Paul and uh, it bodes well for the future I do think that there is a great camaraderie within that squad that is going to serve us very very well for a long long time absolutely Kevin thanks very much for joining us tonight really appreciate Always it enjoy pleasure. the celebration cheers Kevin top man that's Kevin Parker. Right, we're going to move on now to your old sidekick, Sean Golter, little man, big man. Here's the big man, Sean Golter. Are you in celebratory mood tonight, Sean? Always, always. Seanie, Seanie, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Listen, you know, I know we always get as a two, but I'm sitting here thinking, this is a good threesome right there, you know, the front three. Everyone plays with three these uh, days. Just remember what time it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing on Sunday? Shall I, 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 when I ask this question, I don't think somebody could tell me something I don't want to hear, but what were you doing on Sunday when the final whistle went at Old Trafford, Sean? Well, I was caught off guard, see, because I was actually watching the game thinking, at home watching the game thinking, United will win this. Um, and I think probably a majority of City fans, you know, were, were watching it thinking, yeah, uh, United will win this, you know, West Brom might get the down, the buried, they're not playing playing good, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it was a surprise that as the game's going on, I'm like, hold on here. United, this ain't the United that showed up second half against City. And I'm like, they're no way off. And I thought, they can lose this. So I got more intrigued with the game and thinking, Oh my God, they're, they're going to lose this, and, and, and so be it. So well done to Darren Moore for um, you know playing well and, and you know managing West Brom to, to get that win. But yeah, it's about City and, and the boys and how they perform so well throughout the season. Um, just been, it's been absolutely absolutely phenomenal. It's just been brilliant football. This is a question to both you and Paul, um, which is Pep Guardiola is obviously getting a lot of praise at the moment in the immediate aftermath but you also know that it's not very far around the corner that people talk about well he's had more money to spend and it's all about money and he can't do it without money and all this this i mean as two former players who know how important the role of a coach is and two people who've watched pep guardiola and thought about him at close at hand is pep guardiola getting enough credit for this or from the outsiders it, are they right when they say you just bought the title? It's all about money. Go on, Shani. Uh, yeah. Well, for me, this is, and Paul, Paul would have experienced it as a manager. You know, managers get certain amount of money. Yeah, City's gotten a huge amount of money. Uh, likewise, with Man United, uh, everyone into other clubs. 
You can, he can still go out and buy players, and so could, so could Mourinho. He's gone out and spent, what, 90 million on Pogba. He's gone out and spent money on other players. Where you spend that money, it, it, it really tells on how, you, how the players perform and how they perform together. So it's easy saying, well, he's had a ton, ton of money to spend. When you look at the players he's brought in, I can't really think of a player and think, if oh, that was a bad sign, perhaps that player needs to move on. So for those that say he's had a lot of money to spend, I think he spent it very well. And I'm very pleased with the players he's brought in because and not only that, the players that been at the club, he's improved tremendously. So uh, it's, it's easy to just say he's had a lot of money. But those players have to perform. Pogba's a player that, that I think is a tremendous player, top-quality player at Man United, but we're not seeing the best of it. And that's an example to give you uh, in terms of you can spend a lot of money, but he's not looking the player that he can be, and we have seen him be for Juventus and for France. We're not seeing him. And so, therefore, he's not quite fitting in with what Mourinho is looking at. So I think he spent money very well uh, at City. There's a couple of things for me in this, Johnny. One is... Um, there's been a instances in the history of clubs who have spent a lot of money and not had success. Yes, it does help. Um, I'll go back to the Galactico Real Madrid team, which that would be worth more now than any other team in the history of football that didn't get success. And the biggest thing for me is that whether players were at the club before Pep Guardiola came or whether he signed them, every single player has improved. You know, and it's yeah. easy to say... But Leroy Sané, Gabriel Jesus, young players who are going to improve and going to improve. But you look at Sergio Aguero, you look at Kevin De Bruyne, you look at David Silva, who were already fantastic world-class players. They've took it to a different level. And that is completely down to the manager coaching them as individuals and then putting them together as a team. What's his greatest strength, Pep? Is it motivational? Is it tactical? Is it uh, in, in attention to detail about looking at the opposition? Or how, how do you analyse what the skill set that he brings is? Well, I, I was very, very lucky to watch him at close hand. I spoke to, I spoke to you, Shawnee, about this as well, and, and you, Ian, yeah. um, um, pre-season. And, and the biggest thing that got me was how you had 20, 25 world-class players who were hanging off his every single word in training. You know, it's so easy, and especially in football nowadays, with the amount of egos that are flying around and world-class players that the managers tell him to do something that he might already know that he needs to do, but why is he telling me that? I know that already, but he's not doing it. And Pep tells him, and the players hang off. He's like, you can see it, and I'm actually on a touchline. When he's there and he's talking to them, they listen and they take in every single detail. And he's got an aura about him, and the players appreciate that. Yes, he's a fantastic coach. Tactically, he's amazing. He gets the players working hard. But to get a group of players of that experience and that class to listen and go out there and do it to the nth degree that he wants them to do is such a special talent. Well, I, you know, I would add to that, you know, Seeing it from the distance of like a fan, I would say that tactically, where he's evolved the game, you know, I don't think anyone has really thought about how to utilize, or they probably thought about it, but they weren't brave enough to do it, how to utilize the goalkeeper to be an outfield player in goal. So, you know, Addison is actually a midfielder with gloves away. <laughs> so, Johnny, Johnny, me and you both would have gladly have been dropped for Edison to go up front. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> gladly. Well, I would have done. Yeah, I mean, he's, so you look at that and you just think, you think it's mad, but it works. And, and then you think, why haven't no one done this 
ages ago, like, so, but when I get a goalkeeper in there that actually is really competent with his feet uh, and also a good goalkeeper. But so when you look at the game, you can see he has his attention to detail, which which is key, along with the tactics. So, you know, in addition to what Paul's saying, it's like these, you could see his, his thought process about the game is just so um, minute. And it's like, right, this this can, this is marginal gains. This can influence the game, it can influence the results uh, and make a difference about keeping possession and dominating the game. And uh, I, I just love watching it. Team and, and watching the things he does uh, from a tactical point of view because it's it's again it's like whoa this is new this is you know, I always feel like I'm learning you know watching his team. Shawnee, did you hear Vincent Company the other day there when he was talking about um, Pep and he turned around and said that although he's Vincent's 32, one of the best central defenders the Premier League's ever seen mentally so tough so strong and he said he's learning every single day he's learning all the time and I think that that, that puts it all in a nutshell for me yeah well, exactly again these guys are learning every day and, and we, we both know there's nothing worse than training and, and you see a few cones go down and you just think oh we know what this one is yeah. <laughs> you know this we're is, running this is, we're, we're running, running today <laughs> And so you sort of can lose interest and you really have to dig deep as a player to sort of give that 100% like in a training session that you think, I'm not learning anything. Uh, you know, you're not be really being stretched, but you know that Pep is stretching players, um, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Uh, and, and, and hence why you can see why players will be hanging on his every word. Well, it's great to talk to you on a day like today, Sean. Um, and we'll talk to you at length a lot more, I'm sure, very soon. Breakfast soon, big man. Pleasure. Yes, must do. It's, your, it's on you now, mate. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Sean. You see, you feed him and he will score, won't he? If yeah. you feed him at that breakfast, he'll score. No exactly. doubt about that. That's, that's Sean Gold. So you're listening to Excess Manchester, 106.1 FM. This is Forever Blue. I'm Ian Cheeseman. Uh, the man next to me is Paul Lake, and we've got a couple more City foot. Paul Lake, Paul, sorry, Paul Dickoff. See, I'm getting deluded now. Uh, it's Paul Dickoff, and we'll, we talked to Paul Lake a little earlier on. That's why I said that. We've got two more City X City players coming up very, very soon. Right after this, live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 one seven six two five and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. It's in Cheeseman, Excess Manchester, Forever Blue, and we've got Paul Dickoff with us. We talked to Paul Lake before. We've talked to Kevin Parker, Sean Gold, so we've got Colin Hendry on the way. And now we've got David White. What about this? There's a star studded lineup. Evening, David. Hi, David. How are you, mate? Hey, well, I tell you, okay. Yeah, brilliant. What was your celebration like then on Sunday? Come on, build it up and tell us what you did. Nothing at all. Thank <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was unexpected. I had a big week ahead of me, so uh, I know a lot of my pals would have been in the, uh, the local pub, probably big going to Worsley and celebrating. But uh, no, stayed in with the kids and uh, got myself got myself prepared for the weekend. But it, it was, as I say, it was very very unexpected uh, on the day, and it's a bit of a maybe a uh, not. Disappointing way of winning it, really. It's great. It's probably great to win it when you were uh, obviously the QPR game was absolutely spectacular. We'll never experience anything like that again. But to, you know, to to actually win it, playing is uh, probably a little bit sweeter. But uh, as, uh, as the years go by, it's there, it's there on the record, and uh, it was never ever in doubt. But obviously, the the previous week was a, a little bit disappointing. 
as a, as a winger, I'm presuming that if, if I was to ask you about your, your, your stars of the season, is it going to be Sane and Sterling? Is it going to be wide men like that? Well, yeah, definitely. Sane has been he's been amazing. I think it really sums up the uh, the qualities of, the, of the, the manager, doesn't it? These uh, the individual improvements he's, he's made to uh, to a lot of players. Uh, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd include obviously Gotham Endy in that, and you'd include probably John Stones at some point when he was, he was in there, and, and uh, but particularly Sterling too. Uh, he, he always had it in him. He's, you know, he's been to a major tournament and, and been probably England's best player in the past. And uh, a little bit of inconsistency, and I think he's just learned how to sort of pull the trigger a little bit more now. And, and when he get, gets himself in, in good positions, to be to be more decisive and. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's scored a great and you know a great number of goals for for a wide player. Sane has been absolutely spectacular all season. I think I think overall, even though um, again sort of shine of probably the Liverpool games, but De Bruyne has been immense, hasn't he? And uh, you know, that, uh, the improvement of individual players has been it's just been incredible. That's the biggest thing for me, right? When you look at um, people keep banging on about the money we've spent, but there's every yeah. single player in the squad's improved. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're talking about both wide players. They think Sani's only just turned 22 and Sterling's 23, and they're getting better all the time. It's, it's going to be quite scary going forward, isn't it? It is, and you can, you know, when you used to look at the Spanish league and look at the. Uh, but like saying, you know, obviously Messi and Ronaldo, the easy thing we want to say, it's easy to score goals in Spain, but we've, uh, you know, we're seeing, um, the likes obviously Aguero and, and obviously Salvador Liverpool, who from a goal scoring point of view has been, has been amazing. You're starting to see the, the types of goal scoring exploits that we, that we witness over in, uh, over in Spain. And you, you, you can imagine that, um, that Sterling can keep improving, improving. And, it, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise you if there's a wide play he was touching 30 goals. He's not going to be a million miles off this season. You can imagine with the, if he continues to improve, that that's the kind of level that he, he might get into. 30 goals from a, from a wide play is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And he does his work um, going back as well. It's not like he's he's just he, you know he just left up there to to uh, not do any any defending because it conserves energy. Where he works hard. So the, the the improvement of individual players, and you see that just when you see the the clips of training, don't you, Paul? And you know he's, he's clearly working on you know with individuals, and that's um, it's something you don't you don't often see. It's been it's been absolutely immense this year, really. And as in, it's the confidence it gives them as well, David. Is you know you look at the, the stick that Sterling takes. Uh, yeah. From outside the club is is awful sometimes, but to have, I think 23, 24 goals already this season, and he keeps being positive all the time, and that that's got to be the confidence he gets from the manager. That 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 comes from nowhere else because last season there were times where he would miss a chance or he would maybe be able to beat his defender and he would be a bit negative. He's just so positive every time he gets the ball. Well, that's it. And, uh, I mean, I, I know more than anybody that you know football. It, it's uh, it's, a, it's a confidence game. I was. Uh, you know, that could be as good as anybody on the, anybody on the day, and then the, the next day it could be as, as bad as anybody. And then that was all of that was about about confidence. And you know, I was certainly a player who, who uh, a little bit of criticism from from any angle, be it the be it the fans or, or the or the manager or you, you know the the, the major or my, my father or whatever, it would massively massively affect me. And then I just had to I had to nick a goal to to get me to get me confidence back up. And I think you can see the encouragement that, um, that, that 
the manager gives to his players, in particular to Sterling, when he's you know when he does like something like that, he, he he should have had thirty goals this season because he, he he probably has missed uh, ten or fifteen sets. Of, but but it doesn't in a season. You, you know you and Clive Allen, uh, you know obviously had an incredible goal scoring uh, season over at When he came to City, you know he said you. I was lucky if I get 10 or 15 goals, never mind well, miss 10 or 15 chances. <laughs> well, you, but you, you know, Clive said, you know, you, you don't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket, and, and that, that's what it is, and I think that's what uh, the managers install in, 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 the, in these players now, just just take your chance, and I think we've, uh, you know, it's, it's brilliant to see when, a, for me, when a, a white player, and you, you're watching it on the cell with all the fantastic camera angles we get now, I'm just saying, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. You, you've got to do that as a wide player. You've got to take a chance. You've got to make defenders defend against you and, and make goal, goalkeepers make uh, make saves. And, uh, and that's what he seems to be to be doing now. He seems to, he seems to have had a, a mental block before that fear of a fear of missing. And uh, whereas now he's uh, he's absolutely that's it. We've got uh, we've got goals all over the park. Haven't we? I've got two quick questions for you, Dave. Before before on, we, we move on. Um, have you got the t- trophy at your big dinner on Friday at the Etihad? I've got the trophy. I won't have the trophy yet. I'm not asking. Oh, right. yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, I can't, yeah, true. I, can't, I mean, it'd be great if we, we could get the Caribou Cup there, but we've uh, yeah, we've got the, the big save dinner in, um, in the Legends House. It's obviously fallen. Uh, we we were hoping early on that, that you know they'd have won the league before then, and then it seemed that, that they'd have probably won the league three or four weeks before before Friday. As it happened, they've, they've won it uh, the game just before, which is which is fantastic. But I think they probably won't. They will get the trophy Sunday, will they? I guess. No, uh, no, 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 it won't be. They'll get the guard of honour. But are there still tickets yeah. left for your dinner, or is it sold out? Uh, no, there's still tickets left. If you want to email me, anybody, it's, uh, it's david at saveassociation.com. We've got a brilliant night. We've got Quinny coming down and Tony Colts coming down, Lakey, uh, obviously myself and Paul Stewart and, and Derek, Derek Bell and Ian Ackley from Save and uh, Paul Walsh. Is, Paul Walsh is always going to be an absolutely fantastic night. We've got a brilliant, uh, brilliant lineup for everybody. We've got uh, we've got a few tickets left, so if anybody wants to jump on that Friday evening at uh, Legends Clown at the Etihad, the uh, they're more than welcome. Just give me an email on david at saveassociation.com and I'll get you looked after. Thanks, Dave. Uh, we're we're going to have to move on. Time all the best, Dave. Uh, I'll be there on Friday night as well, um, mixing with uh, all these posh people. Yeah, just, just humble me. We'll be sat there as well. So I'm looking forward to it on Friday. We haven't got a lot of time left. We can just squeeze in one more City superstar, and that is Colin <laughs> Hendry. And Colin, apologies for the fact we're not going to be able to talk as long as I wanted to, but we'll get you on another week as well and do it in more depth. But... As a former Blue who loves football, who's passionate about football, how do you feel about this season for City? Well, good evening, boys. Nice to speak to you. Nice to see you again. Colin, how are you, big man? I'm, I'm good, Sticky. I'm good. It's, you know, up until the last, what, two weeks, and, you know, every team during the course of the season goes through, a, you know, a dull patch, a bit of a blip. And, I mean, to be fair, it's lasted, what, three games. And if you'd said at the beginning of the season how how the whole season was going to go in the manner they won, they won the league. We, we won the league in such a manner. I think that's, you know, it, I mean, I won the league what, 20 plus years ago now and we had to scrape through some real games. We had to fight for our lives. Man City have been head and shoulders above everybody this season. And I mean head and shoulders above everybody. Um, if... The, the noisy neighbours are going to get take a little bit of credibility out of beating us at home last week. 
then that just shows how far uh, Man City have came as a football club. Hey, Colin, did you ever think you would see Man United celebrating a win like that against Manchester City? <laughs> well, we pogged in your, well, your team, you're going to celebrate anything because he celebrates a good pass, doesn't he? Paying 100 million for that, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, he's a great player. But the, the way he shows and his mannerisms, you know, when we've got world-class players and, for example, David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne, they do things with a humility. They, they, you know, they show a bit of humility in what they do. They, they don't, they don't have to go jumping up and down and getting their hair coloured and all that sort of to, to, to be to become a good player. Says so um, the man who, who has all these blonde locks. You know, you all you, natural, though, Colin, isn't it? That's grey hair. That's, I've, I've been covering grey hair for thirty years, Chief. Come on, <laughs> come on, eh? Yeah, but you were known. You were known as a stylish defender as well. But I know, I know exactly what you mean about about playing it down. I mean, obviously, we saw Vinny's celebration in the pub and, and at home and everything like that. But even that yeah, but was done can, with yeah, dignity, do that, wasn't it? Yeah, cheesy, you can do that because you won in the league. Yeah, I was you saying know, before, we're not, Colin. We're not uh, talking about winning a game of football. We're talking about winning the league here. You know, I mean, you can win a game of football and show a little bit. What I'm saying, a little bit of humility towards your opponent. And the way you do things, but not jumping up and down as if you, if you as if you won the league by winning the game, and that maybe just typifies Man United this minute in time how they're struggling. I was saying before, Colin, how I thought it was classy how the players celebrated with the fans in a pub, especially in yeah. this day and age. It was different class, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you you going back quite a few years for that to happen. I mean, when I did it at Blackburn, I ended up doing that as well. I was, I'd, I'd the whole clothes ripped off me in a pub, and got, thank God, 23 years ago, you didn't have phones with videos and, <laughs> and photos and cameras in your phones because. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I never yeah. came near them when the league, and I was glad there wasn't camera phones at that point, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that that was, and it's been nice to see everyone, and you know, it's. But as I said earlier on, and she, I spoke to you the last week, and seen you last week, it was in the manner really. Um, if we were to beat Tottenham on Saturday, which we did, and then of course having given it to us on, on the Sunday, um, it's been the manner and how Man City's been this season. It's been a joy to watch. Cole, it's been great chatting to you, but I apologise again. The time has beaten us because we've had all sorts of superstars on tonight. Uh, let's get you on again next week or the week after or whatever and have a proper yeah. chat to you. But thanks very much Catch for joining soon. us tonight. All the, be- all the best, all big man. Boys. See you, buddy. That's Colin Hendry. What a show, what a show. But City have won the league, Dickie. It's flown in, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like the season has. <laughs> We're 16 it points be clear in here tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, you can download the podcast. I'll tweet it out later on. It'll also be in excess.